Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast presented by LA Fitness. I'm your host, Andrew Gabell. And I'm your co-host, Brittany Welch. So this is our last episode before we take our holiday break, but fear not, we will be back in January for more Living Healthy action to help you recover from the holidays. Uh, Speaking of which, Brittany, I wanted to ask you, do you have any holiday traditions you're looking forward to? I mean, other than decorating the house, going out, getting a tree, I mean, those are kind of my favorite traditions. But really, as the family gets bigger and as years go on, it's really hard to get everyone together. So anytime we can get the whole family together for any sort of meal and just can kind of, you know, talk about what we're thankful for, catch up over the the last year, see what everyone's been up to. I mean, that's kind of my favorite thing to do during the holidays. What about you? I <laughs> always make a pumpkin pie or two pumpkin pies. I always make two pumpkin Why pies. Two? That's like my thing. I because you gotta have more pumpkin pie. I don't know. There's more it's people. It's not like in case one burns. No, it's not. They never burn. Oh, I am the premier pumpkin pie maker. I will I say I will do my own harm there a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty decent at it. But well, then you owe me. You owe me a slice. Do you, next time will I you see eat you. it? Okay, I will, I will definitely okay, eat it. I'll bring it. I'll bring it. I can't it. bake you one because I actually <laughs> had an experience where I had to bake two because I burned the first one. Okay, <laughs> and then I dropped two. the second one. Oh so. man. Well, yeah. I, somehow it always seems to work out for me. But I did just find out how long do you think a pumpkin pie can last after you make it before it's like you need to eat it or throw it out. You mean like after it's been cooked? Yes, after you make it. Is and this you're including like, freezing time? Fr- yes, I guess. Probably like, I mean, I would say a year. You can freeze like a wedding cake Wait, and eat it. Like free- a- no, well, okay, not, no, don't freeze your pumpkin pie. We're not freezing it. We're okay, getting okay, way okay. up that, but in general. I'm a little creeped out as to how you might okay, know I'm just going to give though. you the answer here. Okay, okay a week. Decent answer. Okay. I would say a week too. Three days. Are you kidding me? You have three days to eat a pumpkin pie after you make it. But nah, like, come are you on. Really, are you really holding on to the pumpkin pie a week later? Because I have a feeling it's like, it's if it's that yes, good in I your did. house, it's probably gone. I, I, well, that is true. <laughs> but I actually made one about a month ago because I was just craving it. So I made one. <laughs> and then I didn't quite finish it. And it was like a week and a half later. And my wife is like about to throw it out. I'm like, no, I still have it. She's like, no, you have to throw it out. And we had this whole argument because we always have arguments Why about though? throwing stuff out. I have to know. It smelled fine. I threw it, it out for her. Fine. It looked fine. It probably was tasty. Anyway, that's one of my traditions. Her reasoning? Yeah, like what is there's got to be a reason why your wife's very intelligent. She knows why. because she just knows when food goes bad. She used to be like a food manager and okay. stuff, and she took like all the mom. courses, and she knows all the precise times milk goes bad and Did all that stuff. Did you take a bite before you threw it out? No, I didn't. I res- she was looking at me the whole time, so I couldn't do that. <laughs> Otherwise, I may. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. So now we're gonna get a lot healthier here on the Living yeah. Healthy podcast, and uh, let's jump into today's episode. Today we're talking with the Iron Man, Dave Ruby, about what it takes to mentally mentally and physically compete in Ironman competitions, and really just how to live your healthiest life no matter how old you are or what your background is. Dave has competed in and won Ironman competitions all over the world, including qualifying for multiple Ironman World Championships. Uh, He's not just about the medals, though. He's much deeper than that, and he has a great attitude about competition. So we're excited to wax poetic with him here during this interview. And to quote one of my favorite Thanksgiving movies of all time, Planes, trains, and automobiles. Like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream, we're just going to go with the flow. So please welcome to the show, Dave Ruby. How you doing, Dave? Doing good. Thanks. Thanks Hi, for having Dave. me. Yeah, thank, thank you for sitting through uh, our pumpkin pie banter. I, I, love, pie, I love pumpkin pie. Do you? <laughs> yeah. So I should. I got to make you. I like, love so pumpkin pie. Now I got to so make three. owes us all a pumpkin pie. There you go. <laughs> all yeah. pumpkin pie. I, all right, nice. Yeah. That's great. Well, you can afford to eat a pumpkin pie because you just burn calories like crazy, I assume. So let's get a little background on you real quick. So how long do you participate in Ironman events? Uh, how long have you been doing that? 
I did my first triathlon uh, at the LA Triathlon Series in 1985. Oh wow! Yeah. So you've been doing this a while, and yeah. pretty every year. Every like, year, pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah, every wow. year, uh, pretty wow. much every year. Yeah. Wow. How? Okay. So how did? How do you get? Is, uh, explain what an Ironman is for people that don't know. Well, an Ironman's a distance. Okay. Okay. And the Ironman distance is. Uh, the longest distance in, you know, the triathlon world. And it's okay. a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, 26.2 mile run. Now, oh my back God. in the early days, there was only five, okay, now five around the world. Wow. And I was fortunate to do all five. It was a great way to travel the world for me. Yeah. Wow. And back then they offered a host stay. So I got to stay with host families in Japan, in Germany, in Sweden, wow. and Canada. It was just wonderful. But now it's huge. It's a huge corporation. Mm. They're everywhere. But Ironman is a distance. Okay. okay. Now it's a big, huge corporation too. They got mm. bought a couple years ago and they're everywhere. It's huge. Right. But to answer your question, it's the long distance. Wow, is what it is. 100. Did you say 120 mile bike ride? 112. That's 112 insane. mile way, bike ride. Whoa, it's long. Insane. It's long. Whoa, you feel it. So, what made you want to get started in this? You know, one little small step led to another. Yeah. And I come from a running background, and always surfed. Was always in the water. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, and rode and biked. So I kind of got into triathlon during in its inception. Mm. And this is before a lot of stuff, before aero bars, right. which may sound foreign to you guys, before clipless pedals brought into Tour de France, and, yeah. right. and before even wetsuits, triathlon-specific wetsuits. Oh, wow. So I was doing in those archaic days, wow. which was really still awesome, but it's come a long way since. So one little sprint led to, I'm going to do one Ironman. One Ironman distance. And when I was doing that one Ironman distance, that first one, I said, this is the last one I'll ever do. It. This, this, oh, it hurt oh, so, so bad. Oh, so you weren't like so, immediately no. hooked? You weren't like, oh, I no. love this. This is going to be like no. passion. I, I, I wanted the swim to get over after about, you know, three quarters away yeah. and the bike at 80 miles. You just want off that seat. Yeah. You know, you're I racing. Bet. You're racing too. It's not a tour. I mean, an hour of, of cycling and I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. painful. And then, then the marathon. You know, yeah. your legs are filled up with lactic acid and your low back's tight from leaning over and uh i swore i'd never do another one again you know i signed up for another one year yeah and then you do one a year i'm assuming um, how how many times can you even do that i race all year long it sounds nutty but i can and it's just kind of nutty crazy you know but biomechanically and systematically i've just been kind of freakish and able to do it but Hmm. i'm adamant you know i listen to my body yeah that's number one but people just think oh your knees must go bad well biomechanically i've been pretty good but i i do what i need to do some that's our supports that's good shoes yeah Yeah. Mm. and um but systematically too you're you're that's a lot of cortisol you know going on through your system and a lot of it's a stress hormone so it's Mm. it's a lot of beating up right people get cooked and i i you know get to that point and i just i back off you just back off no back off and recover and and recharge and have another race on the radar and that's it i train accordingly to that and try not to go in overtrained. Period. Right. Yeah. Which. How do you train to do an Ironman? I mean, do you start by training just for a five k, like you talked, like you're big in the beginning days? Um, How do you even start you know, to, to train for an Ironman? You're already been around a while. Right. You're thinking of an Ironman. You've already got a huge base. You've already got a lot of experience. Like you've done marathons already, multiple well, marathons. Yeah, you, you've ran long. You right. know, if somebody says, "Hey, uh, I, I want to do an Ironman one day," and they are sedentary couch potato hey that's still possible no anything is possible 
And that is possible. They can do it. And, and these days, a lot of people are it's so huge and popular um, to where you, you don't have to have an athletic background, but you do have to start somewhere and build. And that right. might be a one mile run, two mile run, five mile run, you know, and then, and then the bike. But as for me, how do I prepare? Well, I keep a base all year long because I race, you know, around. Okay. Um, and if I'm going to pick out a long distance, I have to train for that distance. Okay. And I do things a little bit different. Um, like I said, I keep a base all year long. I stay fit, listen to my body. But if I'm going to do a full distance, well, I have to put in some five, six hour mile bike rides, which kind of means mm -hmm. riding from my house, beach trail, boom, to PCH down to Oceanside, okay. flip it, come back. Wow. But that's a pretty flat course. Often Ironmans that are raced around the world are very hilly, a lot of really? elevation. Yeah. Oh so, my God. So it's, it's different stuff. But then again, I live, um, pretty, we're pretty blessed. I live at the bottom of the San Gabriel Mountains. And LA Fitness is right here on Foothill. Mm -hmm. And baseline and foothill and baseline is kind of indicating right along the foothills. Mm -hmm. Well, we live right above that. So everything I train on is pretty much whoop, up. Uh, going okay, up. Okay, I oh, stay yeah. out of traffic, stay out of cars. Right. So how do I train for it? You know, you build. You build right. and get ready for it. You, I mean, I imagine to train for an Ironman, you have to find places where you can even go those distances. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to figure out a route to go I, 100 I, miles I, I, on I, a bike. I, I right? have those. And, you know, there's Glendora Mountain Road, GMR, Mount Baldy, which are all very common with cyclists, you know, right in my immediate area. But I train a lot off-road on my mountain bike just mm. yesterday. And it's, for instance, one's called Sunset Ridge. And it's a dirt fire road that'll take me from there to Mount Baldy. So it's, it's just awesome because wow. I don't see cars. And right. I look for wildlife. Right. And I'm still anaerobic and lactate threshold and getting that quality workout in. And um, it's, you know, to me, it's spiritual. It's beautiful and, and hard. And then coming down, I got to be careful because if, right. if I, you know, tumble and I could be somebody's meal that night. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. So that's interesting. You brought up kind of the spiritual side of things. Like I've heard, you know, with long distance runnings, it's, it can become almost like meditative. So is it the same thing in Ironman competitions or how, do, how does your mentality work as you're going through that? Um, you know, training wise, it is a form of meditation, you know, because you kind of blank out, you know, you're not really thinking of the, the other things that are on the table, mm -hmm. you know, in, in life, you know, and, um, yeah, I guess you, you kind of do get into a zone. Is you, have you found that beneficial in your life over the years when you're going through something stressful in your life, whether it's through relationships or work or whatever it might be that you actually would turn to kind of exercising? Um, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I, I train all year long. Um, I, every time if, if if I went for a hard run or a bike ride, I'd be going out the door all day long. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. But is it, you know, a benefit hands down, you know, to trying to keep some balance, you know, with a, it's still a stress training hard. It is a stress. It's stress on the body. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it is a good, you know, to me, you know, a, a good stress, right. You know, it's, it's a good stress and to right. combat with the other stresses that we have just on the freeway or you turn on the news and mm -hmm. lots of fires going right. on and yeah. just chaos. Yeah. You bet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to, kind of, it sounds like, do you listen to music when you do it? Oh yeah. Well, I do. I, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not all the time. Okay. But, um, at the gym at LA fitness, you know, I often do, you know, I'm an evening workout guy, um, there, but, um, I do, but but not that much. Sometimes I just don't want to, and a lot of right. times I just don't want to. I love music, yeah. but sometimes no, I'm just good with just quiet and quiet, yeah. you know. Again, I'm not running down yeah. pavement, down streets, through neighborhoods. Right. right. I'm I'm in the 
woods in the hills yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah well you you brought up la fitness so what do you do in the gym that kind of helps you prepare for these races uh for the bottom line is i use la fitness probably five times a week you know and it just got me to thinking me coming here man it is a big part you know of 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 our uh piece of the pie mm-hmm. okay um uh, I, I swim there, okay? Um, okay. Most triathletes, serious triathletes are, are in a master's program at a private pool and boom, boom, boom. I mm-hmm. just don't, you mm-hmm. know? I just, I go when the crowd's low and there's not course classes going on right. or I kind of have my niche when I know I can get in there and work out and not right. be an idiot, you know? Right. I just won't even swim if there's other people that are there doing not much, but it doesn't matter. They belong just as much as I do, even though I'm seriously training. Right. But I do that, but no, I, I, another big... Um, benefit plus and positive outcome that I've had is I strength train there, you know, mm-hmm. all week long. And I'm not trying to get my biceps bigger. I'm not trying to bench press maximum. Right. I just don't. But I do maintenance three, four times a week. Right. You know, there. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of, can you take us through one of your routines or what's your kind of cycle of workouts? Do you kind of, do you focus on one in the, body group in the, a in day? The gym? Or, that, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, great yeah. question. In the gym. I was there last night. I don't know if you guys can follow track of my little code. <laughs> yeah. But, you, know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you can bar, but I was there last night. We're going to verify that no, you're there I'm that serious. often. <laughs> I was there. I'm late. I'm probably 945. You know, yeah. Matt's the guy at the front door. Great kid. I've known yeah. everybody in there. Right. You know, that's come and gone, you know. Yeah, it becomes like a family environment. It's a family mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt's great. He's a young kid. And they all seem to go somewhere after that, but not to get off track. Um, you know, again, I'm a little bit different in there. And a lot of people do kind of know me as, not a lot of people, but there's people that go in there that just work out. And that's fine. There's people that do their classes. But I got my own routine. Mm-hmm. I think it gets a lot of respect. I mean, boom, I hit the... Uh, the pull-up bar and boom, I'll just rip off 20 to get started. You know, no, no, but I work, (laughs) that's just to get going, but I work everything that's kind of conducive with, with what I do. That's swim, bike and run. If I do anything unorthodox, you know, I could jack myself up. Right. You know, anybody can. Right. So I, I, I work every body part often every time I'm in there, but I'm not in there that long. I'm boom, boom, boom. You know, I go from circuit, circuit, circuit. So, a lot I work a lot of cables and a lot of work in deltoids traps that are swim mm-hmm. you know conducive with swimming um, I do do squats I do press for legs and you know you can cycle 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 run 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 and that's great but I recruit different little muscle groups yeah. that man when you're at mile 18 on that run in an Ironman oh, and you're just co- you know everything's right. done right you know imagine. and I, I swear by it you know by the strength training that I do aside from cycling and building the lactic threshold and the anaerobic threshold mm-hmm. vo2 max no the straight training hands down has been a, I'm not gonna say secret weapons it's not a secret and everybody should know it it's right. hands down part of my uh, success right. I mean yeah if I didn't right. I'd yeah, I don't know, because I'm not going to stop. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, since you're training and competing all year, how do you balance that with the recovery as well as the strength training um, and prepping? This is the way I look at it, and a lot of people don't. Triathlon has changed through the years. Not yeah. everybody has a coach, mm-hmm. and they're online coaches. So I work uh, um, with a lot of athletes. I do what's kind of come down to sports massage. Everybody that gets hurt comes to Dave Ruby, you know, yeah. and I'm also a mentor and I share with them. And I'm just not a cookie cutter, mas- you know, sports Because mm-hmm. that's what you do, right? Your, your full-time job is... That's what I do, right, yeah. Massage therapist, But right. I'm also just yesterday, last night, you know, I'm telling Dwayne, look, dude, you know, you got you to gotta back off, man. Right. You know, you're, you're having your races out and your training, and then you're showing up at your training, your race, and you've already had it. 
Right, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that right. recovery is just as important. Recovery is right. more important. You right. know, there, there's an old saying, and it's not an old saying. It's you're, and it's just a fact. You are better off going into a race ten percent undertrained mm-hmm. than one percent overtrained. Mm. Once you've that needle's gone past that, and you're just cooked and not recovering, and you know, right. Mitochondria is all broken down. Everything's fried. Yeah, you're you're, right. you're done. So you want to train to get yourself right to that threshold where, like, you still are going to need to do something a little extra Man, you when you need a race. It. You mm. nailed it, and nobody's ever said that, but that's exactly what I do. Hmm. Come race day, I and I'm there. I'm there to do my best. Okay, but it's also going to be my hardest workout. Okay, right. and right. and it's right. kind of just worked through the years. A lot of people don't grasp that concept, huh. you know, and it's just crazy. Um, a big popularity is the half Ironman these days. They become real popular. And I like that too because you can just give the throttle a little bit more mm, and right. go a little bit harder the whole time, although it's still long distance. Okay. Mm. Um, but I did a couple this year. Even went to Cuba, Race Havana, LA wow. Fitness oh, wow. on wow. the course, which is <laughs> really cool. Cuba. They got a great shot of me. <laughs> yeah. That's but um, like for that race, I mean, I save my hardest day for that you know for that day and where mm-hmm. other people will go put their big mileage in a week two before not gonna happen with this guy now mm. yeah huh man that's it's i just it's it's still mind-boggling me even though you said it like 10 minutes ago Bob, what the distances are for this thing it's like yeah. unreal um, so it blows my mind it, it is it's just like that so how do you okay because that's so mind-boggling you can't just say I'm going to do an Ironman necessarily. Like you have to. How do you wrap your mind around that kind of distance? Yeah, Even like, what's to your ever bike 112 miles. For a lot of people these days, it's a bucket lister. Mm. It's their bucket list. <laughs> so it's changed a lot. You know, back in the early days, everybody was pretty f- fast. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody that did it. You know, it was a smaller group. And but now, and power to them. Now that you have a 17-hour cutoff. Okay, so that's a long day. You know, you can you you can you can wow. do that. You can have some sandwiches, which people don't. You know, mm-hmm. have to swim and and then on the bike and then on the run. Seventeen hours. You know, trust me, you guys could do it. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people, you know, you get in your car if you don't have that gas, that fuel to get you to take you to San Diego, you're you're gonna run out of gas. You ain't gonna right. get there. Right. And with an Ironman distance, number one thing is, of course, you got to train, but you got to keep that fuel in you. Right. You keep the fuel in you, and you don't go out too hard. You know, balance yourself. You're gonna just you know motor along mm. and get through it but how do you wrap yourself around it i'm gonna be the first to say iron man really is not the healthiest you know activity you know you do too many and it's gonna catch up to you right you know right. so yeah. it takes a toll on your body it takes a right? toll, not really just good. on i mean just systematically mm. you know um again you've just got all this cortisol stress you know being sent through your system and it's gonna affect and adrenaline adrenaline adrenal glands you know so yeah, it's 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 crazy. So I don't do one every week. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure. Wait, yeah. When the race gets tough, what do you do to like push through it? What's your like mindset? Okay. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. And what I try to share with other people too is you're going to have highs and lows. Right. Man. There's going to be some lows. You right. know. And that's for a few factors. It's freaking hard. Yeah. You're out there a long time. You know, and it's easy to let that uh, muscle glycogen or your blood sugar can easily drop. And you just have to stay so on top of it with carbohydrates mm. and calories. And I learned in the early days, one of the first things you know, on the bike, I started saying, this sucks. You know, <laughs> I, I, and I just want off the bike. You're at mile 80. You still know you got mile 32 miles to go, which is a long right. way yeah. when you're already God. fatigued. Yeah. But I learned too, you know, 
we should, I myself should be taking about 300 calories, you know, supplementing throughout this race, 300 calories. And if you take, if I take 250, that little 50 just may be enough for my blood sugar to dip. Mm. And the first thing to go is your thinking. Mm. Right. That's the first thing. Oh man, you know, somebody will drive by and say, you're looking good. And you feel like saying, you know, <laughs> no, I don't feel good. So what the 300 thinking cal- is. 300 calories like total for the race? No, or like an hour? No, no, no. You're burning thousands hour. of calories in right. the race. You have to, I have to ingest 300, you know, even 400. Okay. When, during when? the entirety of the race or during or the hourly? portion? Every hour. hour, 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 hour. I was going to say. Hour. So wow, I got them on my top tube. You know, I, I, you know, I got a system. You know, I yeah. got gels on my top tube, bars in my LA Fitness little right. pockets that, you know. The, the, uh, and you eat them while you keep going, You eat while right? you're flying. Okay. You know, you go through an aid station on the bike and you're going wow. 20 miles an hour and they got a volunteer out there, you know, and wow. it gets a little sketchy because you're flying. I've and, seen and, I've seen and it. And I'm one of the guys that I'm always so nice. That's one of my pet peeves of people that are mean to, you know yeah, right. i'm all about man right. be a god if it weren't for them man right so, yeah so yeah they're out there scared because you're flying by and they got a water <laughs> bottle and you know it's a catch you gotta catch it and, and talk about like fast speed of food light. yeah exactly that's, that's <laughs> a different that's a healthy fast food yeah <laughs> have you ever had to stop during a race or take a break or know that you um you know i'm to? so stubborn and and type a I that's probably that. why i'm a little bit good at it <laughs> yeah know? right because honestly when i got on the marathon and that's partially my success at having some pretty good times at Ironman. I want it over. You right. know, I ain't gonna start walking. You know, yeah. I'm gonna run this whole dang thing. I put together a pretty good marathon. But you asked a great question. You know, I did a six-hour event uh, mountain bike race just this last week ago Saturday, and um, it's considered an ultra event. It's hard, and I do it for training. You know, I do it for training. But did I have to stop? I cramp, man. I, uh, I, yeah, my hamstring right. cramped, and oh, it's debilitating. No. Mean, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah. Oh, de- you can't really do anything. In, in, uh, a leg in, cramp is the worst. I mean, oh. I get the calf cramp oh. from like low potassium, not quite. The same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is nothing worse yeah. than like, shaking you, out your leg. Oh yeah. And, not and, and when you're in a race, I mean, I it's mean, just that I couldn't boom imagine. locked up. So it's happened a couple times. Yeah. So I have to do everything I can to prevent that. Find what works. I'm drinking mm-hmm. pickle juice. You know, try to sodium, magnesium, manganese. But what works for me and not a it is a little thing called hot shot and mm-hmm. it's like just gnarly nasty tasting you know peppery cinnamon and i won't get all scientific like about cayenne it. pepper no. type like cayenne pepper but what it does when it hits your esophagus it mm-hmm. sends messages down to the muscles and it's true they've done scientific mm-hmm. and, it, and it, the only thing that kind of works for me and it's just huh, beautiful because it, it's it really sucks when you're having a really good race and then boom, that you know, yeah, oh, right. you're done. I mean, you're out until but you got to feel good about the fact that you got back up. You always finish. So I <laughs> yeah, mean, that's, I always, always that's have, huge. but you know, again, I'm out there to, I'm competing against other guys and right. then you mm-hmm. see that guy, you're a minute up ahead on and right. often your division is on the calf of your racers and you go like, right. Oh man, oh, <laughs> you yeah, know, it, right. it is what it is. And sometimes I can, you know, retake it, you know? Right. But yeah, you get wrenches thrown in, you know, it's a long day on that distance and things are going to happen so what is it about competing that you like the most what do you like about competition the most or doing these races oh man okay a couple things you know i've been fortunate to to you know travel the world doing it you know and i do it pretty frugally but i've raced on every continent Hmm. um swam in all the oceans you know except for over there too you know with the races so i love the travel you know, love, love, love the travel aspect of it. I like to, you know, do my best out there and, uh, 
you know, sometimes it's a PR, a personal record, but you know, it's I get in the zone, you know, at the mm-hmm. race. You know, I'm a different I'm a different cat when it comes to these races. Some people like to get there two hours early and be no man, I just like to get there, mm-hmm. you know, set up ten minutes to race start and I go. And then you're just out on your own. At mm-hmm. my moment, you're out there the whole time. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm I'm pretty blessed too to have been able to continue to do it, you know. Yeah. And I, who knows what tomorrow's gonna bring. Right. Don't know. You know, there's overuse injuries and you know, I've broken that finger broken you know that finger uh-huh. collarbone twice so there's traumatic injuries too you right. know the more you ride right riskier and it gets i'm guessing that's where most injuries happen is the riding right because that's well, when you're moving the fastest catastrophic like like big yeah yeah like, like unfortunately with the cars things. and stuff and the the, mm. the, the it's yeah. a, it's gotten worse you know out there mm. but again i'm 90 percent off-road you know on a mountain bike right. that's my training right and um yeah, I do take it a little bit easier, you know, descending from Baldy. You know, I don't vomit. I, right. I, I don't right. want to get hurt. Can't afford to get hurt, but it can happen, and it's often a collarbone. I've right. been there a couple of times. Right. Ooh, that's you know? a painful one. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I had a most compound fracture in my collarbone. Yeah, you never know how much you use your collarbone until you break right. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, I put on a shirt? Oh. oh just getting out of bed? Little thing, oh, yeah. I gotta, like oh, no, sitting up. Oh, anything. Yeah. yeah. I was reading about your uh, trip through Alaska, and you raced through there. Year, just yeah. last year, and I have to tell you, it just sounded magical. It that was, was only one of them, and it was magical. I was told, and that's you know, you got me going here. You know, that, yeah. you know, people tell me, oh, Anchorage is, you know, uh, you said Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people said Anchorage. Oh, careful! I went there; it was just flipping beautiful. I loved it. I loved mm. the people of Anchorage. I race outside of Anchorage, and you said but, it was twenty degrees colder in the water, oh, it was which sounded unbearable. But that it was freezing, ride. and you know, when, when the race director says, "All right, we, we suggest you have a moose." bell and i never knew wait what's you know, a moose bell yeah what like a, uh, like a real oh, there's moose? moose out on the course yeah. oh, so like to, to like warn like, them sh- oh yeah you, you got a bell on your on your um you put it on your seat post on the back of your saddle and it goes ding 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 so when you're coming through these woods you know this is pacific northwest this ain't, right. this ain't right. where i live right. where you got people pushing strollers right. you know right, and, right. and horses right. you know this is you out. hit a big moose a, yeah, <laughs> you're and, and i didn't know moose can be mean but if they have a calf you know, right. they said, if their ears go back, I'm going, man, I never knew. I never had to learn this kind of stuff. You know? I'm thinking then, like a beach cruiser bell. Like I've got one of those. Like yeah. ding, ding, up on your left or yeah, right. Is that get annoying just hearing that no, dinging all the no, time? You, you tune it out or something? No, You're like, no, it's no. Saving not when it comes to that, yeah. you know. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't have them. Yeah. But, um, That's really but interesting. But yeah, last was just, it, was, it was just one of them. You know, I went there mm-hmm. last year and I was I was doing the Xterra, which is off-road triathlon. Right. And I was chasing all that. You know, I wanted to do, I had a goal. And my goal was to win my uh, div- division in the regional section, which is seven states, you know, of our hmm. side. And uh, I had to race in Alaska. I raced in Hawaii two times. Um, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, Hag Lake, the deepest lake, man-made lake, which I learned when I got there, deepest man-made lake in our country. Hmm. And to me, that was kind of spooky. Huh. You know, just something, I mean, I right. swim everywhere. I have a deal with the sharks. I swim in the ocean all the time. And I have but a deal. that one spooked you? I'm sorry? That one spooked you? Suits me. It spooked you, you said. Oh, so wait, this you? is the deepness. Yeah, you know? okay. You know, there's no bottom, you right, know, right, right. <laughs> for whatever just reason, like, huh, you know, but I swim ocean all the time, you right. know, right. and, and I, like I said, I have a deal with the sharks. I won't mess with you. Just don't mess with me. Right, right, so right. Far, so far, so good. good. 
But and Hawaii, be, that never scares you. It's never well, there, you know, I'm really up on anything ocean oriented, you mm-hmm. know, and there was just an attack just this morning in Australia, oh, you know, shark yeah. attack. So it happens, but it's right. so rare. It's very rare. Yeah, so yeah, rare, yeah. you know, and, and I've never, you know, never whatsoever. Yeah, anything. I've seen them, you know, out free diving and stuff, and I just go, oh, it's time to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, I just exit the water. But even when we're competing, they're going to be out there, but they don't want nothing to do with us. And I figure if there's 2,000 other competitors, you know, times four limbs, I got a pretty good chance. (laughs) Nice, good man. Not being the one. Do you, like you mentioned, you know, you had a goal with this Xterra thing that you want to reach. What is your process for setting a goal for yourself? Um, You know, it's just kind of whoop. What, what what pops up that, it, okay. that it gets you excited or um, yeah no you you, you, you dangle the you dangle the dangle the carrot out there and uh, and and you know and to me it's it's a reason to keep training hard and go race and go to new places so is it usually something that's just like you feel like is a little bit outside of your reach or that you're a little like unsure of or worried about or is it just something that you're like that'd be nice to have in my belt or Kind of, yeah, kind of yeah, right there. You right. know, I mean, part of me is, is um, uh, you know, I, I just like to just show up and do what I can while yeah. I can, right. you know. And, and uh, again, um, there's a lot of people out there that just, yeah, I think maybe do it for the wrong reasons, you know. And, and it's all about them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, to, to me it's not. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a personal thing, you know, but outside of that, uh, no, it's just it's exciting it's adventurous and uh it's 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 healthy you know do you have a favorite that you've competed in so far oh man or a favorite place um you know hawaii ironman you know because it's so hard right you have to qualify to get there and it's so Mm -hmm. hard and, and to get there and and uh so probably there and did you do the, this last one a couple weeks ago? No, no, did did not set goals and aim to. You know, you have to qualify and you have right. to go and and, and do that. And like I said, I raced Xterra last year. I raced Xterra seventy point three worlds in Australia wow. last year. So it's incredible. So yeah, yeah, it was just a great way. I'd never been to Australia. You know, it's a great way. You know, but a lot of people don't understand too. Yeah, I flew out on Thursday, busy, busy, busy work. I flew out on Thursday, and it's an 18 hour flight to race a half Ironman on Saturday. Oh, and that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that should be like what Ironman Plus or something. Because you had a fourth leg, the flight. Yeah, the flight was brutal. (laughs) And you have have jet lag, that all has to play a part in all of it. So, how did that work out for you? You know, I, I often go there thinking I'm a rock and roll, yeah. but then, you know, on the way back, I'm, I'm like, sure what happened? I didn't have the legs for the run. I had a good yeah. run. I had a good race, yeah. but not as fresh and perky as wanted. And, you know, when, when you're flying back, I stayed there a couple of days and saw the area. Australians are phenomenally beautiful, friendly people. Came back, but, um, yeah, that's you're sitting on that plane, and that's when right. and I got, it starts hitting you me. know, not much, oh. not much body fat on me. I mean, you know, legs, you can God. see anything, but... They were just like stumps from the edema wow. and the fluid right. and, and, you know, from the race wow. and then that flight. And then the yeah. flight, yeah, with yeah. getting up in the air. Yeah, man. getting up in the air. Still, what pe- do people ever look at you like, what is happening to you, man? What's going <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that <laughs> obvious. You okay? you know? <laughs> I, they probably say that when I get up, I can barely right. move to go down like, the aisle. Oh, oh I imagine the you know, first time are, you stand up, it's like yeah, gummy legs. Well, yeah, and just legs are just trashed, you know. What's it? What's like your favorite thing or first thing you want to do as soon as you're done with the race like you got to have something you love to like either meal or whether it's sit down yeah, or yeah, kind of yeah, relish yeah, the yeah, moment you know really not hungry because it's so much on the system <laughs> you're 
drinking, you know, tons of fluids, the whole time. fluids, Gatorade, right. sugary stuff throughout this course, man. You know, so probably just lay down. Um, you know, we've got to kind of move around a little bit, you know, okay. and just really be kind of stoked that it's done and you got yeah. through it okay and everything. And um, uh, it, it, it is good after because there's always, you know, there's an awards ceremony that night with a big, you know, awards dinner mm-hmm. and people just from everywhere, you know, from so many countries. So do you have to train differently for different climates and different areas that you're traveling to? Uh, well, it's absolutely you know best if you do mm-hmm. you know and sometimes I kind of learn the hard way but especially the heat yeah um I often race in the off season somewhere like Panama which is in March Cuba is in February mm-hmm. so it's cold here where we're at mm. you know <laughs> but yeah and so but how uh, do you train then if it's yeah, cold here or hot that. there um that that's that's a good one I kind of wing it on, on that time but I've gotten you know my my body's kind of used to it Right. But the the key is too is to keep your your body core as cool as you can out on that course. Okay. So that means you know on that run and even on the bike, I got water bottles. There's water. I you know I spray spray down and same with water. It doesn't just go down the mouth. It goes on the body just to try right. to keep the core. That's smart. Cool yeah, but I train in the heat here. You know, I I'll go out midday like when it's hot here. Like a heated yoga room or no, oh, just outside. No, outside. Okay. Yeah, it'd be 100 degrees mm-hmm. and and yeah, I've I've gotten good. It's one of my. Uh, benefits too is i can train the heat and show up and right and be okay with and you feel temperature change is more drastic or difficult to train for than climate change climate like different climate levels of race um, like you know biking. i've raised elevation elevation, elevation, elevation thank you. if uh, elevation. no you're gonna feel it yeah. at elevation if you don't train elevation and i here that we live almost sea level or 1500 feet in laverne mm-hmm. I do a lot of climbing, you know, I right. get to 5,000 feet, but I'm not training at that. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've raced in Colorado, you know, not acclimated to that elevation. That yeah, no, you tough. It's tough. The air. the air's thinner. Yeah. You know, that's in thin air. The, air, the air's thinner, your red blood cells, you're not, you know, delivering like people that live there. They got more red blood cells right. because of that. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's I wish all I different. could. It's all kind it's of all, air. It's all different. Yeah. 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 It's like trial and error. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Sounds exactly. like you've done a good job though, figuring it all out. I've winged yourself. it and got yeah. lucky and right. do do some stuff right. So yeah, but I man. think finishing and just doing it is is all great. Right. That that that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that you've done it for so long, like thirty four years now. You're what? You're almost six years old. Couple you're fifty nine years old. Yeah, I don't even think we told people on this podcast that he's almost six years old. He's he's running Ironmans like at yeah. sixty. It's amazing. There's, there's, there's a few yeah. people. You know, you'd be surprised. There's not many, but there's yeah. a few guys that are. You know, Doing Europeans it. huge, but even in the United States, there's a couple of guys, you know, that we, we wow. know each other. It's very respectful. Yeah. Well, I love your but deep it's a select passion group. for it. Yeah. Like, it sounds like it's just such a freeing and good and positive experience it, it for you kind more of, than kind of fell into place. And, yeah. You know, I've, I've uh, been rolling with it. Now I'll go race in Catalina Island on Saturday morning. Oh, that'll be is, exciting. Yeah. 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 Well, good so, luck. Yeah. Thank you. We'll be cheering you on from over here. Yeah. Thank you. So with all this experience and everything, we kind of do this thing called actionable advice at the end of every episode. So. What would be your advice to someone who might be struggling to believe that they, you know, could commit to an active lifestyle or accomplish something like a triathlon? What would be your advice to someone that's kind of thinking that they want to kind of push their limits? You know, there really shouldn't be any barriers, you know, for anybody to start doing something, you know, unless you've got doctor's orders that, you know, you can't get your heart rate up or, you know, to such a degree, but there's really no excuse. I mean, 
you know, in our society with, with diabetes and, and, and heart disease, you know, just so epidemic right. that, you know, it's up to us to, to start with something. And that could be just going to the gym, but even just a 5K, you know, if somebody just did a 5K, it's three miles or 3.1 miles, instead of goal, try to go under 30 minutes, but give it a shot, train for it. And after that, who knows what you may want to do. Right. But for anybody that doesn't think they can't do it, no, that's kind of an excuse. If you're told not to do it and you're under limitations, that's a different thing. But don't let your own head tell you you can't. No, you don't oh, know until you, until you try. Right. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Yeah. You can so do anything you set start, your mind to. Yeah. Start with a manageable goal and then, start with and then a see how you feel. manageable goal. Right. You know, and, and, and triathlons are huge. They're, they've gotten so... Um, you know, popular, but we talked about Iron Man all day long, you know, and, and that could sound pretty, uh, you know, scary, right. but there's little sprints, you know, where you do a 5k run, a 10 mile bike, and then they swim in a pool, you know, for 75 yards, you know, right. it's still a triathlon, you, you know, people right. still can say, you know, they've done a triathlon and yeah. there's everything in between that and you know the full distance right so right don't let the iron man think so just, you get yeah so there's a way to kind of there's an entry level to it to really get into that to experience ab, ab, that absolutely absolutely all right well thank you dave for joining us here on the podcast it was really interesting talking to you about all your experience well thank you very much for having me it was uh, really enjoyable being here all right, well, that's going to be a wrap on 2019 for us at the Living Healthy Podcast. We want to thank all our guests this year, our producers, hosts, the children that were born, Gloria, and of course, our listeners for pressing play tens of thousands of times over the last year. We'll be back in 2020 to help you get a clearer vision of what a healthy you looks like. But until then, even though it's the holidays, we'll see you in the gym. <laughs>